He banged on her window and he, she just let him in. Genuinely crazy. And he was screaming and sometimes he was crying. I was ready to call the police because I felt, I felt like my friend is not safe. Because she wasn't. How can a guy like barge in like that? Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Unwrapped Lollipops. This is your host Farah and with me is your co-host Hatun. What's poppin' everybody? So guys, this, as you may know or you may have anticipated, this is season two. We made it to another year, to 2022 and to a new season. Hey. And although it's not like January anymore, and we're posting this in Feb. Hopefully, this goes out in the first <laughs> week of Feb. But yeah. Happy New Year, because we decide when we start our year. And this year, we decided we're starting New Year in February. Happy New Year. Happy season two, you guys. We're very exciting. We're very excited that you're still here with us. Also, okay, it's not our fault. We had an episode done for you guys, and we prepared a big surprise for you. But it just did not work. God literally was just like, did not work. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, we tried, we tried, and that's why it took us so long. So now we just decided to record another episode with a whole last new topic, and we thought we just make it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite episode, Hatun, for all the episodes that we've done, has been the ones where we share a lot of like gossipy stuff. Yes, that's yes, my. It was favorite. very fun. And also a lot of people loved it, like episode, um, uh, not eight, I don't remember which one, but creepy DMs. People loved that episode because we just shared so much yeah. gossip there, confessions. Yeah, it's I think our third most listened to episode and just like they enjoyed the DMs, they enjoyed the stories, they enjoyed everything. It was It was very nice and we're very happy that you guys loved it. But also people loved the, the episode where we were talking about like, you know, give them like some informations and stuff like that. So we'll do that too. Yeah, we'll just keep it like a mix. But for the start of the year, I think let's just get into it with some juicy ass gossip or like a nice story. Yes. So I got this confession for you, Farah. And when yeah. I read it, I just like did not even know what to think. So I can't tell if it's a female or a male who wrote this, but they're asking for help, basically. Okay. So, they said, I'm very confused on what to do. It has been almost two years since I found out my mother has been cheating on my father with two other guys. Not one, two? No, two. Okay. And then they say, I chose not to tell my father because I didn't want my family to break up to break apart to break apart nowadays my mother has been in such a bad mood probably because her boyfriend isn't replying to her texts i'm like which one <laughs> she shouts at everyone and i mean everyone yesterday my father just asked the help at the house help if the wash the wash clothes were still at the terrace and my mother lost her shit. She kept shouting at my father saying, you should have died when you, when you had corona. I didn't know. I don't know why you don't just die. She even hit him. And my father didn't say a word. When I realized she was hitting him, I shouted at her. And my father scolded me. 
and I realized my father really loves her and that isn't fair to him at all. What should I tell she him? She has to tell him. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's a guy as well. So, um, yeah. I just feel like I have a feeling that this person knows yeah. what's happening. Like the father yeah. knows about his wife, you know? I feel like in a marriage, it's very hard. It's very hard not to know. Because you live with a person. Yeah, exactly. Also, she said to him, why didn't you just die? I, a cheater, apparently. Who says so that? you have no idea whether this is a girl or a guy. No, who's who's writing this? Yeah. I'm guessing it's a girl. I think, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that it's a guy. I don't know why. I feel like if it's a guy, guys, if they know that they're, especially their mothers are cheating, that I feel like they get super angry oh. and they would actually like, try to stop her like talk to her do something and girls on the other hand are obviously a lot more sensitive and they wouldn't do that and you know how in in this story you can hear that the person is like trying to empathize with the dad yeah and i, th- I think my dad really loves her guys don't talk like that yeah but it's so sad honestly like she's cheating on him with two other guys so clearly it's not about the other person it's who she's cheating with it's just about the fact that she's just super unhappy yeah also i want to know what everyone thinks about this like i need to know people's thoughts because i'm just like what is happening even here i think it's more common than we think people cheat yeah. a lot more than we think that people do okay hatun let me shoot you with some facts shoot me far so I, I knew that we were going to, you know, talk about a story like related to cheating, just asshole guys and stuff. So I was like, let me do my research on this about cheaters. <laughs> Tell me. So apparently there's seven types of cheaters. Oh, okay. You can't just be a basic cheater. You have to be one of the seven types. All right. All right. Okay. So take a guess. What's the first kind? I have no idea for I haven't I don't even I didn't even know there are a couple of types okay. of them. So the first kind of cheater is called a hunter cheater. Okay. So just someone who is literally hunting for someone. Someone else other than yeah. you basically. Yeah. Oh so th- for them it's like a game. They think it's v- it's like a game and it's enjoyable and they try to like target people who are like weak. The fuck so it could be a boss, right? Imagine you are a boss and you okay. have a secretary or like an assistant. Someone who's okay. like below you. Yeah. So they would see you as someone weaker and that they have like oh. they have to listen to you and they hunt yeah. them down and they basically cheat with them. Because for them, it's like very fun to them that they're, they have this power. These motherfuckers. So the second type is the hero cheater the hero okay yeah and the hero cheater is like super nice they're like amazing the person that they're cheating with thinks that wow this person is incredible you know and they they would like act like a hero they would do things for you they would act like you know what um i'm gonna uh, they would just do nice things for them they're not gonna bring like anything bad to their lives but they're they're gonna do nice things for them and in the end, mm-hmm. these hero cheaters, they leave the person, their side chick or like, you know, their whatever. They leave yeah. their affair and they go like, you know, I am too good for this and I can't do this to my wife or to my husband. 
so i'm going to have to leave you bitch <laughs> so even like at the end of the story they remain heroes yeah oh dear god that's the no. hero cheater and god, the third them. one is the wounded cheater the wounded cheater okay yeah so the wounded cheater is the one who is the person who that that you would find like at a bar okay they're just sitting at a bar and they're crying they could be like you know the a drug addict or like alcoholic whatever they need help they have like like shit going on in their life they need someone to rescue Hi. them bichare huh so who rescues them the hero <laughs> that's how they're related to each other so the wounded cheater is the one who's like always oh you know like i got fucked up my girlfriend fucked me up yeah okay the fourth kind is the opportunist opportunist cheater okay so kya karte hai ye this kind of cheater has no like game plan okay <laughs> there's no matrix to this there's no game plan in this situation he can cheat yeah. with literally anyone anyone who gives him the opportunity to cheat he is taking it <laughs> emphasis <cannot>. on he <laughs> on he so he's oh taking it it could literally be any fucking one it could be the ceo of a company or it could be anyone the male person uh, the, the the fucking toy anyone he's just going <laughs> to cheat whenever he goes like oh i i feel some sense some energy going on here there's yeah. chemistry or this person is like showing interest in me they will cheat yeah and i think i know someone who is like that oh i'm going to say his name and then we'll blur it out <laughs> I feel like <laughs> would cheat with anyone. I swear to God, Hatun. I think he would. I feel like he's the kind of person. No matter who the who the girl is, could be anyone from a club, could be a waitress, could be after someone from stories, his work. After the stories I heard of him, I don't doubt it. Yeah, I th- I think he definitely. He's either the one who is. Uh, he's definitely an opportunist. I don't think he's anything else. I don't think he's anything else. I don't think he's particular to be yeah, anything else. Yeah, he's not an asshole. He's just like just going for no. it. No, anyway, he just goes for it. Yeah. Okay. The, so the number five is number five cheater is professional cheater. Oh la la. And it's not what you think. Professional cheater. It's not someone who's like good at it. Yeah, but that would. Professional cheater is the one who is very careful and he only uses uh-huh. paid services. Oh, okay. So someone who's going to hire a prostitute for him. God, these guys should just like extend like dinosaurs. So professional cheater is the kind of cheater who would he struggles with intimacy, he has problems, he can't actually keep a relationship and even when he is in a relationship, he doesn't want to risk like messing it up or, you know, their partner finding out that they're cheating so they're going to use a paid service because it's reliable they get their job done and they're out so Amazing. they would just hire someone great job the sixth kind is a fetish cheater <laughs> so if they have a fetish for something they're going to they're going to go for it that's just one specific thing that they like yeah and the seventh kind is a sex addict <laughs> <laughs> There's I no mean, explanation needed in the last one. Yeah. They're just addicted. They have a problem. So far, I need to tell you something. A while ago, I was doing the uh, I was out with my friends mm-hmm. and my sister basically and her friend and it was there was like one guy with us, okay? 
And then I realized I have a way to measure how toxic masculine is the guy I'm with, basically. Not I'm with, but like this friend of mine. You have, you know? you have a way? Yes. It's, it's a very simple way, but it's just this like tiny thing. If he doesn't do it, then I know this guy has like a very high amount of toxic masculinity. And you will agree with me, I'm sure. Okay, enlightened people, help them. So, if you're ever with any guy, okay, and for whatever reason, you, you were busy, your hands were busy, and you said, can you please hold my bag for a second? My purse, <laughs> you know? This is, this is the ultimate test, I swear to God. So if the guy just holds it and kind of like, you know, extend his arm and keeps it in his hand, you know, then yeah. that guy is awfully toxic masculine. Like, he's just like, no, like run away from him. No, as but in if like, the he takes your bag and he just holds it. He just holds it. He just puts it in his hand. Like, like he doesn't even put it close to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Farah, describe more, please. I understand what you mean. So I, a lot of guys do that. I've seen a lot of guys doing that. Yeah. So if if they have to just carry your bag for any reason, literally any reason, they're going to carry your bag with their, ar- with their arm like fully extended as further yeah. from their body as possible. Just yes. to make sure that people can see that this is not their bag. This is this is not their bag. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this, it's is like they were, not my, this is not my bag. <laughs> It's like they're holding a trash bag. Like, I'm not even joking. You know how yeah, you like, hold a trash as bag? Holding, as if they're holding, like, a diaper, a dirty diaper. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I would hold it. And then I will tell you, sis, please run away if the guy is holding your bag like this. But if he kind of holds it and then puts it just close to him, that's fine. Yeah. Then he's fine. He doesn't think much about it. But if he takes it and puts it on his shoulder... Like he's actually carrying that bag and jokes around with it. Now he's a keeper, you guys. He's the you, one. He, you keep him, you know, because because he sees it for what it is. It's your bag. It does not whatsoever affect how masculine he is, you know, and he can put it on his shoulder for a second because, you know, no yeah, one is going to be gonna like... Make, it's not, he, the bag is not going to cause a vagina to grow out of him. or he's not gonna Basically, grow it's not going to make him gay. It's not going to make him anything, you know? And if he jokes around with it... And so that's what happened with my friend, okay? I think I needed to, like, fix my scarf or something. And shout out to him. His name is Mohammed. And I was like, Mohammed, can you please hold my bag? And he was like, sure. And then he takes the bag. And I was just looking. So this guy grew up in the Middle East. He is from the Middle East. He grew up there. So I kind of didn't have much expectations from him, okay? I didn't think he would hold it exactly like a diaper, but also not on his shoulder, okay? Yeah. I was like, okay, let me see now. And I never realized that I actually do this. So he took the bag and he puts it on his shoulder, like the most normal thing ever. And I was like, oh, he's nice, you know? He's, he's a good you're one. A normal guy. You're normal. You don't think just because you're carrying a bag, you're a woman now. Because you know it's not a magic bag. Wait, let me finish. So I was like, so after I finished, I was too lazy. I was like, it suits you. Keep it. He was like, I know, right? And I was like, you're adorable. I swear. He was like, my mom has arthritis. Farah, that's, that's the illness when like, you know, your joints hurts, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so he's like, my mom has arthritis and sometimes it's hard for her to carry her, her bag. So I always carry it for her. And I'm like, he's such a sweetheart. If that you're not cute. the sweetest, y'all, if anyone, any one of you want to date Muhammad, I will, I will put you through. Hook you up. <laughs> okay, tell me, Farah. This other thing that they do, they, when you give them your bag, they're not going to carry it from the handle. Yes. Yes, they'll carry they're the physical gonna... body of the bag. Yes. <laughs> they would generally carry it like a diaper. Yeah, like a diaper. They wouldn't carry... Either they carry the handle and they carry it like super far away from their body or they're yeah. just going to carry the bulk of the bag. As yes. As like, I don't know, like a donut. <laughs> it is so funny to me. Like, I've seen it. I think I was with like my classmates when I was in the UK and I was like can you hold my bag for a second and they just hold it like a trash bag or a diaper who did that? Like, Bro. obviously he did that obviously <laughs> so he did that and I was like "Bro, it's, it's not gonna do you anything oh my god Farah I really wanna try it on Noor give him your bag yeah but I think yeah, he would listen to this episode to. before before like I actually get I to I think he's not gonna listen to this episode Farah is quite up to date with them. Does he listen to everything? Not everything, but he listened to the last one and he absolutely loved it. And then he went to other, like, to this, like, restaurant in the UK. And he mm-hmm. and the workers there were, like, Peshawar um, mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, so your language is a language of jinn? Genius, man. Genius. Like, I know. <laughs> Huh? And then they laughed at him and they were talking about it. I was like, you're so cute. You actually loved it, you know? My sister didn't listen to the episode and I was like, um, do you know the language that Jin speak? And mm-hmm. she goes like, no, I don't know. And I was like, I know. And she, she's <sighs> like, tell me. And I was like, you're going to have to listen to the episode. You're going to yeah. listen to the entire episode because I tell it towards the end. So you listen yes. to everything and then you know. And she yes. heard it. <laughs> yes. For that, also people loved the story I told in the beginning. It was so funny the amount of comments that came to me asking who's the girl, and I'm just like about Bro. your friend. Yeah, Hatun, that episode I love that episode. It, it is was such, such a, a good, good episode. episode. Also, also the Chusa episode. episode was really nice. Oh, the Chusa episode was. I was crying in the beginning. I was it was crying. Really funny. <laughs> Okay, Farah, I also have something else, like a gossip for you. Okay. So, (laughs) there's this mall near my house, okay, here. Mall? Okay. Yeah. And there's a cafe that is my mom's favorite. It's called Michael's. It's a very normal cafe. It's like your average cafe, okay? But the guy who works there is pretty much in love with me. In the funniest way ever. It's kind of cute. But also like, bro, what the hell? <laughs> so every time I go there, he stares at me. Like, like he stares at me, Farah, like, you know, with his mouth open, like he saw like a freaking angel. And I'm like, I am with my mom. I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. Like in plain sight, he, he just... He just stares. Farah, everyone figured it out. So what are you going to do about him? I don't know. So I was one time sitting with my mom and he comes and he was like, what's your name? And I'm like... In front of your mother. 
in front of my mom. That, and I was that's like, some next level bravery because I've never heard that before. I was like, um, it's Hatun. And then my mom was like, what's your name? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything because what the hell am I supposed to say? And then he, he said his name. I actually don't remember it. Bro, he, today he winked at me. And I'm like, ew. What, what do you want you. from me? <laughs> what do you want from me? Hatun, you know, I have not had a crush in like, I don't know, never. Except for Maluma, I really like him. No, like, oh, I yeah. typically I don't think guys are like cute. I really do. Like, very rarely do I think a guy is, like, so cute. No, I do. I definitely do. So, I've, st- I've w- I'm watching this show. Have you watched it, Manifest? No. So, I've been watching Manifest, okay? And mm-hmm. there's this guy in it, Jared. Okay. I don't know what's with him. Atun, he's so hot. <laughs> I'm like, I want to marry this guy. Oh my god. Have you seen the show Good Girls? Yeah. That guy of... Rio? Yep. I I am just like, I don't know what it is about him. I this know, ethnicity. I am like... What's about this ethnicity? Because this is the third time in a row. I love Maluma. I love that guy. And this guy is also like... I don't know. Um, Farah, I am fully aware. From? I'm not sure. Like, I really don't remember. But, like, I was fully aware that he's the villain in the story. And even though I was like, I will have your babies. You know, other right people now. agreed. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot, like, every time I spoke to a girl about it, they, they were like, Rio, yes. What is Something it? Something about like, bad boys. Just, maybe. Just... Oh. I cannot. I don't like it. Personality above everything. It's not about how good looking someone is. It's really not about the looks. All right, Hatun. The next. Okay. Okay, Farah. I have a very long story for you. And it's from a person that I personally know and I love. She's my very good friend. And I've seen... I haven't. I wasn't there in the beginning of the story, obviously. But like when shit went down, I was there. And I just can't believe it. But she wrote the whole story for us and she was happy for us to share it. This is what we need. I really love it when you guys like send us stories and like share your problems with us and we can share it here. And this happened before, like a lot of the stories we shared are from people we know or from our followers who sent us stories. And I just feel like that's amazing. Okay. So she says, my story begins like everybody else's. At some point in life, we all find ourselves a grand wish. A wish so worthy, you're willing to burn all your other wishes, to sacrifice for and to become blind to all the consequences. I met this guy in my childhood, in my childhood hometown, when I was 17. That summer, I was ready to move to a new country for for my future's sake. Everything was settled, but there I burned my first wish. After a year of being away, I couldn't stop thinking about how things could have turned differently if I didn't leave. I felt obligated to put my most and best into this man. Looking back, I don't know if I should blame the culture or my parents for how obedient and devoted I am. I am I was raised. I went back. The decision I made was heavy duty for an 18-year-old girl. 
that to this day I have never felt brave enough to confess out loud, although people could guess. I spent six years of my life facing and fixing the, cons the consequences of, decision, of a decision that was all on me. I couldn't watch people around me losing their faith in me, especially my family. I could feel the weight of their look, looks on me after everything they did for me. And I couldn't let go of this man. The only and biggest wish of mine. Years passed while I was desperately figuring out, figuring out a way to save my life and my relationship. There were too many nights I cried myself to sleep, thinking how everybody had it too easy. They met someone in life and built this beautiful relationship together, next to each other, not worrying about a thing. For me, it was never easy. Every path I took led to realizing my future and love cannot be in one place. Unless I could convince this man to love me. Only enough to take a step for every hundred steps I was taking. How hard could that be? Farah, I feel like that's the case with a lot of girls. I, I still don't know what happened, but okay, this this seems like a book. <laughs> I know, right? But basically what she's saying is that she was putting so much effort for this guy and he was barely putting any effort. And okay. she basically changed her lives for him and nothing basically from his side. Okay, so she says, later on, he confessed it took him five years out of our six years relationship to love me. Both knowing what I was madly fuck? in love with him since the beginning. You can only guess how painful that is for a girl giving all her love to be loved so late. After five years? Bro, what were you doing? What was happening between them? I don't get it. Like they were in a relationship. Yeah, so they were in a relationship, but she was the only person who loved him and she's the one who pursued him. Apparently. like, And after, he didn't like, like say anything. He didn't like, you know, ask her. To be his girlfriend? Farah, I think like that all was fine. But like later on, after five years, he was like, yeah, now I love you. Oh God, such an asshole. Imagine. Okay, so she says it was late. He got on board very late. I think by the time he learned to love me, I became old enough to realize that all things I couldn't, all the things I couldn't before. Of course, it took me several breaking points. Now I look back at these specific moments and I realize all those limited times for me in a week, him being afraid of going further in a relationship because of other people's failure, losing control and proudly owning his temper issues. These fucking temper issues. I'm sorry. You don't have we them. Have, we have another guy with anger issues. Surprise, Every surprise. guy. His aggression towards me took me to the point where I could feel every inch of my body becoming paralyzed. Beginning from the trip of my toes to lips getting tightened. I love the way she's writing. I'm not gonna lie. I'm she's so it. good. Right? Yeah, she could she's really so write good. A book. She could really write a book. Yeah, I feel like someone else, like we know, with better like narrative voice could do this <laughs> could do this justice better than me. No, Hatun, you're doing really well. I'm enjoying it. Okay. Thank you. I could feel my body having on the couch. I couldn't walk away, but if only at least I could say something. Growing up in a household that has that has always been very peaceful and calm, I never really heard my parents being loud or disrespectful to each other, no matter how tough their lives got. I'm not tough to face him. I remember thinking about about it every time he was yelling at me and breaking me into pieces. Yelling at her? Yeah. 
Don't blame me for I didn't know any other way. Do you know how people say everything piles up over the years? But for me, it was a moment. On my 22nd birthday, when he was screaming at me and calling me all these names I had never heard from anybody else in my life, I thought about how I will never be able to show up in that neighborhood again because everybody, everybody's hurt him grinding my soul and being. I feel like all these tense moments I couldn't speak up for myself. Lots of thoughts crossed my mind in silence. How inconsiderate of people asking me why I didn't set myself free from the misery after all those things he did to me. Not knowing how it's like being owned emotionally and physically by a man and his family. His family was involved? Yeah. So basically what happened is that she moved here to study university, not in the mm-hmm. UK. And so she ha- she rented a place and she goes to uni and everything. And her boyfriend used to come and visit her. Apparently he was nice. I don't know that. I s- used to see from her stories. So her brother, back in their country, he was out with this girl, his friend. And when they were at the car, he, re- he saw his sister's boyfriend's name and that car is bluetooth and he was like yeah he was like do you know that guy and she was like yeah i went out with him a couple of times and stuff like that and he was like okay and then he told his i think he told his sister that yeah so the last thing was that after she got to know about this whole cheating thing and i think she also like one of her friends sent her a screenshot of him being on Tinder back in their country Ew, while my, is while my friend guy? is here. Yeah, my friend was here and he was on Tinder back home. And then also, um, my friend confronted him saying that, listen, I heard all these stuff. And she was very calm with him. She was very nice and very calm. She was like, you just need to tell me that all of this is a lie and all is forgiven. It's fine. And he screamed at her. How could you do this to me? How could you accuse me and distrust me like this? And he went back to that girl and and got her to to call my friend's brother, telling her that, oh, we were not seeing each other. I just said that. I barely know him and stuff like that. And she sounded very fake in the call. Now, it gets dangerous because my friend was like, I'm done with you. Finally. And she... Yeah. She she said, I'm done with you because when she told him, my brother told me all of this, he disrespected her family. And she was like, my family is the most valuable thing to me. I'm not going to accept this. And she, she just like, you know, ended it with him. Now she's here. He's back home. She was very, very paranoid about her decision. She could not sleep. I stayed with her all night, just on chat, telling her it's okay. You know, I'm here with you. You don't need to worry. And she said, Hatun, do you think he's going to come here? And I'm like, no, why would he fly all the way just to come here when you broke up with him? Hmm. And I was like, you're fine. Don't worry about it. That was at 4 a.m. I get a text from her at 8 a.m. saying he's here. In four hours? Yeah. He banged on her windows. She left. She lived. She lives on the ground floor. Mm-hmm. She he banged at seven a.m. at her bedroom window, 
to let him in. She was like, I don't feel I will ever recover. genuinely crazy. Yeah. She feels like she will never even be able to recover from that trauma. He banged on her window and he, she just let him in. And he was screaming and sometimes he was crying. And how could she end it with him? And I was with her on text and I was like, I was ready to call the police. Because I felt, I felt like my friend is not safe. Because she wasn't. How can a guy like she was barge not. in like that? And it's not like, it's not romantic or anything. He doesn't love her. That's not love. Okay, that is absolute bullshit. That's far, like, further away. This is, super, like, straight-on harassment and proper, like, narcissism controlling asshole guy. He ended with her countless times, but he just could not handle the fact that she ended up, ended with him. I kept, I was so worried with her. I stayed awake and I was just texting her, like, leave the house or kick him out, ask him to leave. She was like, he's not stable. I cannot do anything. Later on, she told me she had like the police's number ready in case anything happened to her. Because she's just like, doesn't she have friends in her building? Like she is. No, she she just started like living here. She just moved. She's been like here for just a couple of months. So what? Then he stayed there. Like what happened then? He stayed there for hours, and I was like, kick him out. I don't care. She said then her his family is gonna accuse me. Of like if something happened with him because he was unstable, you know, that, you know, you did this to our son. How can they accuse a girl? Like, th- this is not normal. It's not accepted in any culture that a guy barges onto a girl and you expect the girl to take care of him? Basically. He shouldn't. Oh, my God. A couple of hours, like, passed. I think around 11 or something, he left her house. I don't know where he fucked off. And honestly, I don't care. And I kept telling her, you should call your brother. And she did after. And he came and stayed here with her to make sure she was safe. So he came and stayed with her because she was not safe. Later on, he kept sending her messages. She wasn't replying. He kept sending messages from his mom's phone. She was not replying. Later on, his whole her his whole family was harassing her. His mom was texting him. His cousin was text. Sorry, his mom was texting her. His mo- his cousin was texting her as well, and she was just like, "I have exams. I just want to be left alone." But they were not leaving her. But where's her family in all of this? Aren't they taking a stand for their daughter? So she just didn't want to worry them for the longest time. She was like, "I don't want to do this to them," and I was How telling her, "How an entire fucking okay. family is ganging up on an innocent girl?" Yeah, she's a mother. Like. How how is she okay with this? She's a woman herself. I don't... Ugh, these people. And then she didn't have the courage to tell her family. So she asked her brother to do so. And he did. Her family was also very devastated. Like right now, they're not letting her to stay alone because she also doesn't want to. So they take turns to come and stay with her. Because Which they're they should, genuinely... they should. Yeah, they're genuinely concerned for her. They kept telling the family to fuck off. And they were still harassing her and her family. Last thing, his last pathetic attempt to bother her and her family was he texted her dad with some ridiculous, irrelevant details about his son, which were fine. And the father knew this and it wasn't anything. It was just like something stupid. This is what they end up doing, right? This is their last resort, texting the father. Yeah. And her father didn't care. 
because thank God her family is rational. So in my opinion, like this guy is obviously like someone who's extremely controlling, right? Yeah. And this is a separate issue. We we can't just mix the guy's like psychological like troubles and whatever trauma that he has as a child and he's trying to replicate it now. That has nothing to do with us. But I would I just really want to say this, that I feel like a lot of girls, especially when they're really young, they completely ignore red flags. And as soon as that they get themselves like associated with a guy, because girls typically their their brain works a very different way than mm-hmm. men. So when they are yeah. in a relationship, they're going to feel like the guy like owns them or something like everything, oh, yeah. you know, like the guy listen to him. Yeah. Like everything is about the guy. Uh, she can't leave him she can only be with this one guy because this is what society is like teaching us right because we're and then not they're scared yeah. yeah and then they're scared like no one else is gonna love them other than this asshole like they just have to stay with him now like they're stuck with him just because they chose yeah. to like say yes to this guy or be in a relationship with him so i think yeah. that girls when you're really young and you're getting into relationships first of all don't get into relationships super young it never yeah. ends up good and it's not good for you even if it ends never. up good even if it does hatun even if you do actually like end up with that person i don't know if it's like worth it like do you don't know yourself you know genuinely before going to the uk i always thought you know it'll be very cool to have someone when i was like you know 16 17 which is very natural mm-hmm. but then the more i get older and when i went to the uk and saw people in relationships i realized one thing and ironically enough that's what islam says is that do not get involved with anyone unless you know this is the person you want to marry because exactly. otherwise you're genuinely wasting your time with that person exactly anything else and even if you're not muslim or anything or you're not even that religious whatever it is why are you getting involved with this guy if you don't want to you know spend time with him for now and then for later mm-hmm. you know what i mean why why are you wasting your time why which could be different for anyone but in our society i feel like dating is already something that you don't talk about yeah people are already hiding this stuff even from their best friends girls can have best friends and not share like what's going on in their dating life with her yeah because it's not normal right it's not like a normal thing for us to do we're not meant to yeah. do it so we hide these things from even our own friends and because mm-hmm. of that these guys are able to like isolate the girl and control her fully because yeah he he can he literally can especially younger girls yeah so i think that girls this is for all the girls who are listening to us and are like super young if you're dating someone and you're you're like a younger girl even if you're older whoever you're dating you need to have a close knit of like friends who know where and you someone, are and someone yeah and someone older who you trust yeah and is especially if you feel something is off if you feel he's doing something that is making you uncomfortable or he's putting you in situations that you are not okay with you're if he's yelling at you to someone yelling yeah, if he's is yelling, never ever yelling ever is okay. never okay no Ever. one can yell at you your mother is the only person who can yell at you <laughs> literally or run your away sister if this or guy like 
Yeah, you know, you know. Don't like let run a away. guy yell at you. Never. Never. Girl, never. Even if you've never. done something shit. This is the other thing that girls say that a lot. I've heard a lot of girls say that in toxic relationships, you go like, oh, he's treating you like shit. He's doing all of these things to you. And they go like, no, but it was my fault. No, but he's a good guy, really. Like, I know he was just angry. It's not okay, even if it is your fault. Even if you cheated on him, even if you, like, I don't know, shoved a banana in his asshole, <laughs> he cannot <laughs> yell at you. Seriously, like, th- this is something that I've heard, Hatun, multiple times, that girls say this. They're like, Hell yeah. oh, this happened and he he treated me like shit and he he hit me. But it was because it was my mistake. I was doing this, this, this. Yes. We don't care. (laughs) We don't care. I feel like sometimes slapping the girl out and be like, are you aware of what he's doing to you? Because I don't think, I don't feel like you are. Because most of the time girls aren't. And if you don't have a friend and if you feel like that the friends that you do have are like judging you or will judge you for talking about your relationship and, you know, being physical and stuff like that, girls don't want to talk about it. If you yeah. can't like talk to a friend or a family member, just talk to us. Like ask us for advice so we can literally give you a third person advice, have like a view of the bigger picture. DM us. Please. For I don't understand why guys do this thing where like whenever whenever like a girl says no to them, they just go insane on her and they just don't take no for an answer. There's something wrong with them. They need therapy generally like i don't understand why they just don't take no for an answer or when a girl wants to just break up with them because she's done for whatever reason they they can't let go of the control that's the only thing that keeps them going that's how i feel Farah, you know you know it's something very similar happened to me not to her extent but where but just, very similar very similar very similar i there was this guy and i just wanted i just said no and he just couldn't take it yeah. so seeing a girl suffer like this hurts me because i was hurt i was crying all the time i did not feel safe leaving my house genuinely because i was afraid to run into him god fuck this guy fuckers on the other side fuck all guys on the other side i have a story where girl the girl is the bad person there so guys (laughs) don't say we're feminist and we're just like you know hating no even the first one hatun the first one that you told was the mother cheating with had two boyfriends and stuff right so see you can't. You literally cannot hold that against us. Okay, here we go. So Farah, there was this couple who went to this like jewelry shop, like a ring shop. This engaged couple, okay. and they went and to choose the ring, basically. Okay, so the guy had a budget for the girl for like twenty five thousand dollars, which is already a lot. Okay, and he was like, "I yeah, I saw the story in TikTok." Okay, so when they came and they saw the the rings sorry wait yeah so they came and they saw the rings and the girl chose this ring which was for thirty five thousand dollars that's ten thousand per budget yeah and then he was like honey like that's so much money you know we could spend it on other things and she was like no if you love me you will buy me this like you know maybe you don't love me enough and stuff like that and i think he ended up like taking it for her like he got it for her anyways mm-hmm. and the girl who was serving them was like okay you know have a happy life apparently like hopefully <laughs> you know bye-bye <laughs> couple of weeks ago couple of weeks later that girl comes to the shop okay 
she brings the oh, ring. I see where this is going. And she goes like, can you please replace the diamond on the ring with a very cheap, like, glass, basically? Yeah. And they were like, sure, you know. And the, But the girl who was serving her was suspicious, okay? Mm-hmm. They did that. She took the ring, she left, and the diamond. And then so the girl who did that for her was like, okay, this is kind of suspicious, so I'm going to call the guy and tell him. She called the guy. She was like, your fiancé came by the shop today. Uh, we just want to let you know that this this happened. He had no idea that she went to the shop. Okay. And then a few weeks later, he called the girl in the shop and said, she was intended, she was intending to break up with me and bring give me back the ring. So when he repl- the when he, when he gives the ring back to get his money, they he will basically get into trouble and he will never get his money back. What? <laughs> what a bitch! And I'm just like, what the actual fuck? How does I've heard your a story brain like work? This as well, a very similar story where they like take the, get the diamond changed for a zirconium. What? That is, yeah, that's what she did. That is insane. <laughs> what's the What's the lesson <laughs> from this? Get them a ring that has really tiny diamonds. <laughs> Maybe after marriage, get her like a, you know, a proper ring. Otherwise, no. Farah, apart from this, like, this is very unrelated to all this stuff. I have been listening to this podcast, which is Deep Dive by Ali Abdal. And it is so good. There is just, it's just one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's just so good and it's so useful and I enjoy listening to it. I was listening to this episode, I think it was called How to Accept Yourself for Being a Weirdo or something like that. That, That's the title. I know, right? But it wasn't like exactly about that. But it was like really good. Basically, How to Accept Yourself. Uh, It's about this guy who started as a club promoter in university. And Mm. then he owns the club's chain Voodoo now. We know that, Farah. We know it. I saw it. (laughs) Okay. I saw it from very far. Don't worry, you guys. So, yeah. And then uh, he went from being a club promoter to like, you know, getting into other stuff. He went to on Love Island and he went on this other like, you know, TV show that's also about dating. I forgot what's it called. And they were just discussing so many things. And he asked Ali, the host, a question. And I want to ask it. I wanted to ask you. But then I forgot the last time. It's very unrelated to what we were talking about. But I just wanted to tell you this. So he he said, do you think, and I'm going to ask you this now. Farah, do you think people love you because of the people around you love you because of who you are or what you do? Um, what? Like when you think to yourself, do you think... The people mm. around you mm. love you for who you are as a person yeah. or for all the stuff you do in your life. You know, it's because you're successful in this or you know about this or you know about that. Oh, no, definitely. You know, like the for, value for you add. That's good. It's very good. Not for the stuff that I do. Because I don't do shit I don't. for anyone. Same. That's exactly <laughs> what I feel. 
Because <laughs> the host was like, oh, I feel like people love me for what I do because he's like this very successful guy, right? And then when I thought about it, I was like, I don't do shit in my life. So they gotta love me for who I am. No, they but don't I have do, any I do other option. I, I do. If I love someone, I will do things for you. Yeah, I know, Farah, but like... But I, but but I also know that if I, don't, if I don't do those things, people still love me for who I am and not for what I do. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that I've done stuff for and they don't love me the same way that the people that love me do. So it's not about the stuff that I do. It's just about who I am. So what do you think about this? This is such a nice question, actually. It is. I think people love me for who I am because, like, truly, I do nothing. But also, I know I'm a fun person to hang out with, and I'm nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I know they gotta love me for who I am. I and just also, couldn't I quantify it on the, based on the fact that you know the stuff that I do for people that I love. I also do it for other people that I you know I'm like okay, I like you. I'm gonna do these the same things, treat you the same way, and it's not replicated. Yeah. So it can't yeah. it cannot be the stuff that you do because you're yes, the same yes. person. For example, like okay, Hatun, I have like my extended family or like my cousins, all of those people. I am the yeah. same person to my family as I am to them. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually nicer to them, but they're not gonna love me. Yeah, because they don't <laughs> love me for me. So it, I don't think it works okay. that way. Talking about brown family issues. <laughs> They're still not going to love me, whatever I did to them. So you whatever. Know what? scared. I just have this thing that if I do something and my extended family like approves of it, I'm like, I'm pissed. Why do they like it? <laughs> like, am I, am I that shit? Am I that basic that they're liking me now? <laughs> they're liking me. <laughs> like, is it down to this basic now? Fella. <laughs> God, I feel the same way, but it's not even about my extended family. I'm not even gonna go there, Farah. <laughs> You're I, not gonna extend I don't mean, that hard. I'm yeah. I don't mean my family. Like you know, in the house we're fine. But you, when you just go like one step out, God, it gets messy. Oh dear, you God, it gets messy. You know when you're wearing messy. something and like oh, someone Farah. from your relatives go like, oh, you look good. Fara. I like your outfit. I'm like, mm, this is disgusting. This is bullshit. I have to go and burn this. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to cry for a piece. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, I have a, so he asked him another question, which is, do you love yourself for who you are or for what you do? You know, do you measure your self-worth? Because, yeah. you know, of who you are as a person or all the stuff you achieved, basically. Obviously for the things that you achieve. But, so you want people to love you for who you are, but you love and give worth to yourself because of the stuff you achieve? Not entirely, but like... I would love myself even if there's like tons of things that I wanted to achieve, didn't get them. And I still love myself. But I do also love myself when I like get stuff done. Exactly. For I see this. Yeah, for I hear but. but. And sometimes, you know, I've also realized this that I. We're at this age, Hatun, where 
everything is just hard oh yes everything is hard everything that you want to do everything that you wanted to do people around you it's that it's just that everybody is like in a very different place in their lives yeah especially and just you like cannot, all the people in your age yeah you can't help but compare you, literally you cannot yeah we talked about this before yeah you're constantly seeing it so it's very hard not to feel like shit when you see that someone is it has what you want or like someone is doing a certain thing in their lives and you are not nearly as close to that so it's very yeah. hard to like center yourself and like appreciate yourself but For i realized this something recently where i was like okay like i never think about this th- this way about myself i'm just going to think about all the things that i am like impressed in myself you know that impressed yeah. me yeah that's about true about me and i thought about yeah. it and i had a couple of things that i was like it's incredible that i am able to do that and you don't give yourself yeah. enough credit true because you can look online like the second you open instagram you see this 17 years old millionaire because he did like what nfts or something and you're yeah. sitting here in your family's house begging your mother to order kfc <laughs> let's not go there Let's not go there. But yeah, my mom does not like fast food. I have to beg for it, but whatever. I love you KFC. Know? I actually don't care. <laughs> what's your favorite? Just, okay, out of all of them, what's your favorite? Farah <laughs> Bojum. I am not I like, I even... I kind of Bojum too. I'm not gonna lie, it's Bojum. Like, I love burgers and all of that, but like... Bojum, honey. If you guys don't know Bojum, it's this Mexican restaurant that used to be in Belfast. No, it is in Belfast still. But we're not in Belfast. And it's just the best thing on earth. It's heaven on earth. Okay, that's all you guys for this episode. Thank you so much for still tuning in with us. This was the end of episode 1, season 2. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you found all the information useful, whatever there was, and the stories juicy and fun and you laughed with us and yes please give us a follow subscribe comment share all the love all the support please farah and please let these guys fuck off yes please okay bye 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 you guys